I'm Robert Leslie, and welcome to Spotlight, where your host, J.D. Booth, shares conversations with some of the area's brightest and most interesting personalities. To learn more about Spotlight, check us out at LamptonShield.com for more information and to get the latest show notes for this episode. In the meantime, let's join J.D. now with today's special guest. So we're having a conversation with Nathan Calhoun. Nathan, thanks for uh, being with me. I I look back at the uh, past episodes, and we last spoke online or on this uh, podcast in February of 2017. I couldn't believe it's been more than two years. I know. It feels uh, like yesterday, JD. Yeah. Well, you were you were uh, you had already started uh, Refined Fool. I know I took the picture of you in the Davis Street location, which you still have. Yep. And, uh Things have uh, progressed. You're now a city councillor with the city of Sarnia. Uh, you've got Burger Rebellion going on. Talk to me about what's going on in Nathan Calhoun world. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, all, all the businesses are doing really well. I think since then we opened um, Cafe Mexico on Front Street there. Um, currently, right now, we're in the midst of opening three different um, restaurants. We have Burger Rebellion going out in Corona, and then uh, Burger Rebellion in Mexico are both going downtown, um, where they'll be sharing the old Republic space. Um, so okay. Mexico will be facing Front Street, and yeah. uh, Burger Rebellion will be facing Christina Street. Um, I think since the last time we talked, uh, Refined Fool has expanded to London Road. So we've been yep. there and we've done a full renovation and been operating out of there for about a year now. Uh, we just had our fifth birthday overall as a company on April Fool's Day. So that was a lot of fun. No kidding. Yep. And yeah, City Council. So, talk to me about City Council because sure. I know that um, in the past, and I ran for council. Um, the time before the time before mm-hmm. and uh, there was a lot of people running then there was a lot of people running in this past election what was the motivation why did you uh, decide to, to pursue that um, I was I just get tired of the same old happening over and over again and um, as the businesses started growing, I started having more and more interactions um, with the city, um, which really means that you have more and more interactions with the bureaucracy and the, you know, the red tape and all the kinds of different hoops that you have to jump through just to do simple business. Um, and my frustration usually leads me to do something about it, and I, that just seemed like the clearest path to maybe have some influence on how things are going to change. So that's why I ran. Um, we'll see. Like I'm only one of nine people to vote, so it's you know harder than I thought it would be. It's certainly not something that you can just uh, go in there and start flipping tables and do whatever you want. So I'm learning patience and trying to figure out you know the best way forward and, and how to move things along. Um, but yeah, I, there I sit. <laughs> there you sit. So, what would you like to? I guess I'll ask the question. What What was the big? What's the biggest surprise when you were elected? That must have been somewhat of a surprise because of the number of people uh, running. Oh yeah, like actually getting elected. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't really. But when you start, you know, kind of getting in there, what were, What was the thing that really surprised you the most about 
the position and what was expected and, and so forth? Um, it's a good question. I think what I actually, I don't know if it was a surprise. I kind of see it coming a little bit usually when I get involved in different organizations, but the city staff are great. Like they really have, they're professionals, um, they're exceptional at their job. They really, they really have things taken care of and are doing well. Um, and I think that the the last election, especially, really kind of soured everybody towards city staff. When really, I think it should have soured people towards the politicians that were spinning the stories around what city staff were doing. Um, so it was good to go show up there and just see what was actually going on behind the scenes. You know, reading all the reports, getting. Um, reading the closed reports of previous meetings, um, you know, about things that weren't even public. All that kind of stuff really opens your eyes to what was going on and how much work the staff were actually doing to make sure things were done well. Um, and so I just liked seeing that and it, it, a lot, it gives you a lot more trust in the staff that you're working alongside of and, um, and directing into which way they're going to go. So um, that was a really good experience just to get to know them and you know there's a huge turnover of a lot of these staff that I got to know but uh, the new staff coming in I think are equally as um, professional and skilled so I I think that the the future is bright and I do think that we have a council on right now that is going to um, you know pave the way forward and, and keep going um, with getting the city caught up to so what areas do you think need to be um, addressed in a priority sense with the city? And, and this, you know, this is, Lamp and Shield is a business publication predominantly. So from a bus business perspective, growing and, and fostering and encouraging businesses to start and to expand, mm -hmm. uh, what needs to happen in your view? Honestly, I think it's an attitude change <laughs> and a culture change that um, city staff um, aren't there to do their job and keep their jobs. They're, and because their job is should be um, to support the citizens and the businesses and the stuff that's actually happening in the city. And I think if you can start to switch that um, and and city staff begin to uh, work with the businesses to get things done as opposed it, it's always felt like and I don't think it's any individual like it's not like a individual mindset it's like a corporate culture um, that you know they're the, the corporate machines just running and um, a business is supposed to somehow jump in the middle of that system figure out their way all around um, just to try to like pull what they need out of it so that they can then leave and then go and like start their thing. Well, you must have experienced some of that when you were back, when you were looking uh, to have uh, more space, more capacity with refined fuel. Oh, it was nonstop. Yeah. Like whenever we looked into a new building, we were just new to the city. Like they were like, we don't know what you are. We don't know how to approve you. We don't know how, and it took, you know, thousands of dollars and months of time and um, a lot of a that lot wasted. scratching heads. Yeah. yeah, and it cost it just costs us money, and like we can't get going um, until things are good. We would, yeah. So it's just one of the things I noticed that I thought was really good was 
the Brights Grove development. Um, there are 75 homes or something mm. that they're they're doing, and they showed up to council, um, kind of going. This was like their third public meeting, and they're they've been going around this circle over and over and over again, trying to get this development going. It's been six years, 20 something studies, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars that they put in, and they keep kind of hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And the roadblocks are legitimate in terms of these things need to be solved and figured out and, you know, before that they can start building. But they're coming up in, at, at random times. It's everything's getting extended months after that. And like, okay, come back. And, and our council, um, we just said, you know what, staff, do whatever you need to do to let them get started. Like, we approved this in principle, like, get them going. Like, yeah. let, let's get this thing moving. And it wasn't just, yeah, we should wait a little bit longer and wait till this report comes and make sure these people are happy. It was, no, go. Like, it's time. Like, they've, they've waited long enough. They've done due diligence. They're trying to work with the neighbors. They're doing everything that they need to do to be able to get this thing going. Um, and it was good to see us kind of come behind them and say, all right, we want this for the community as well. This is good for the city. This is good for the long-term goals. This is good for the short-term goals. Everything about what is going on here is good. Like, let's stop, you know, weighing it down with more studies. In other words, let's get the roadblocks out of the way rather than put new boulders in exactly. the path. Yeah. Or moving the boulders from one side of the street to the other. Yeah, and I think that should be the job of council, is to um, see where the community is going um, and put the tools in place to like make it go faster. Mm. Um, not slow it down and make sure everything's done. Like we, We're not reinventing the wheel. There's municipalities all over the place um, that our staff have relationships with. And they're like, hey, like one of the things Best that I'm practices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we don't need to do the same things over and over again just to see if this is a good idea or not. Like we yeah. know what our good idea is. Um, one of the things that um, I, I really care about and I think that Sarnia needs is an indoor recreation facility. Um, so I've been trying to like, you know, test the water, see who's interested in that and, and get people going. And eventually what I, I, like, we don't need to do a ton of studies to see if Sarnia needs a recreation we facility. We know that. Right. Yeah. Um, where I think that councils all everywhere are tip very typical to be like, oh, you know, give us a report to see if we should make a, a yeah. facility. They want to kick the can down the road. Yeah. yeah. Kick the can down the road. That's exactly what it is. And I just want to be like, what what steps do we need to make to get this facility started? Like, yeah. how do, do we need to put money aside every year? Do we need to, you know, get groups to sign on to this? Like, what do we need to do to actually move forward and not just, you know, keep talking about it? I'm really tired of talking about what we want to do. Uh, I just want to make things happen. So I want to back up just for a second because... You came, you know, your story was that you went to York University, you came back to Sarnia, you're from Point Edward, yep. you came back to Sarnia to plant a church. Yes. Okay. So at some point, and you were, I'm going to say, a, a tent maker, which is, you know, in, biblically is somebody who is, you're a pastor uh, at Story. You don't get paid from the church. Yeah, you so you, you basically are, are self-funding through... Yep. You know, for, through your company, Storyboard Solutions, where did you, where did you get the entrepreneurial itch? Uh, probably my father. He was always um, owned a number of businesses in town, and I just was raised 
having an entrepreneur dad. So yeah. that's all I really knew. I tell you, when I was like, I don't know, 18 or 19, I came back from my first year of school and I got a job in a call center and I lasted two weeks of training. And then my friends invited me to the beach and I said, yep. And I didn't go to work and then I just never went back and I haven't had a job since. Like, I cannot work jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have, I can't stand the boundaries of them and the, the limits that it imposes on me because I'm very much the kind of person that when I see something that I think needs to be done, I, just feel, do it. I feel obligated to get involved and, and make those kinds of things happen. So the genesis of, and I'm, I'm kind of just reviewing, the genesis of Refined Fool was you guys were, a bunch of you guys were brewing beer. Yeah, we were just, just a group a of hobby. friends that were brewing beer. Um, yeah, we actually had a group of seventeen of us that would all show up at a house and brew together. We did yeah. three different batches, um, but there was like very uh, different skill sets in that group of seventeen. Mm. That when we all came together and started talking about the possibility of a brewery, um, those those people kind of. You know, bubbled to the surface a little bit and said, "Yeah, this is something that I want to do." Yeah. Um, so, how many owners are there now at Refined Fool? You know, shareholders were probably closer to twenty-five. Okay. Maybe. Um, and then you have a management team. Yeah, we have four directors: um, Tony, Matt, Brandon, and myself. And um, they all work full time at the brewery. I work quarter time. Um, and yeah, we just. Keep going right now. It's going well. Yeah, really and well. then the 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 burger thing kind of just happened to food truck and yeah, um, we were inspired by different burger restaurants that we were seeing pop up in bigger cities. And Sarnia didn't have any um, burger focused place. A lot of places with good burgers, but nothing you yeah. know just about burgers. So. Um, all of our businesses start very modestly because we don't have any money. <laughs> we're very, You're bootstrapping. Yeah, we're very, we're very poor, so we start very small. So you know, we have a, that little tiny piece of land on the corner of Davis and Front Street, and yeah. we bought a truck that doesn't run, and we renovated it and we just opened it. Um, yeah. you know, storyboard. My marketing company is great at branding and can do stuff, so we can make the little things look really good, um, and. And then we just kind of wait for the feedback and see if the city likes it. If the city likes it and embraces us, then you know we can we can use the funds that are coming in yeah. um, to keep growing. So who's the money person? Who who kind of keeps that all the the numbers correct? Is that you? Um, no, I'm definitely not the money person. I've there's each business has their own right now. So I'm more I'm much more the creative. Not creative either. I'm sort of like the organizational mind. You know, I work. I work big picture. Well, with people, big picture, but also how the systems work. How, you know, it's we've got a, a group of us. You know, there's there's so many people involved now. Like in every business we've started, we've always started cooperatively. Like, you know, I only own personally seven percent or so of yeah. Refined Fool and. Um, 15 or 16 percent of Burger Rebellion. Like it's not, it's it's not a personal thing at all. But yeah. I am good at keeping all these keeping the cats all herded. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but I'm like the bigger cat. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Like I just or the smaller cat herding them all. But uh, 
yeah, so I, I don't, you can't really look at it, and be, I don't think anyone really knows what I do. I don't know if I know what I do all the time, but I know I'm good with people, and I know that I can see the bigger picture and see what needs to be done currently in order to get there. Um, so I just make sure that those things are happening. All right. So is there a grand plan, or is it just, like, kind of happening... What, what do you, where do you yeah. see yourself being in five years? Let me ask you Personally? That. Personally, or, professionally, whatever. The, yeah, my delay is because I don't really have a grand plan. Okay. I see needs and I, and I work towards filling them. You know, Burger Rebellion definitely has dreams to keep growing and starting new sites. Uh, Refined Fool definitely has dreams to um, keep growing. Um, in different ways, um, which you know will be revealed in time. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. What about the city? Where, where would you like to see at the end of uh, your term? Uh, we got three and a half years or so left yeah. before your, uh, you know, presumably. I'm not going to make a presuming that you'll run again or not, but there's your first mandate uh, would be over. Uh, where do you, what would you like to have looked back and, and have had accomplished in the four years? Yeah, um, it would be nice, you know, after the four years that um, any businesses starting in Sarnia are excited to work with the city rather than like feeling like they're dragging their mm. heels. <laughs> um, so that would be a w big win for, for me. Um, I would like to see, you know, my biggest goal is to take the reputation that Sarnia has for people that have grown up here as a, the kind of place that they don't want to stay and make it the kind of place that they do want to stay. Um, and so, for me, that's things like focusing on the recreation facility, focusing on downtown development, focusing on housing, focusing on all the different kinds of things that make this place a better city, um, and trying to like move that forward. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm, I'm very impatient, so and I know these things are very slow. I don't know how far we're going to be in three and a half years for something like that, but um, you know, those will be big wins that we're closer to that than further. Okay. Um, what am I not asking you that you'd like to talk to my listeners about? Um, long pause, long pause. Yeah, I don't know. You've asked me a lot. You know more <laughs> about me than most people, so. Are you still involved in the story? Yep, I'm still there. Um, like, I... I, I serve much more minimally now. Um, we've got a pastor hired there that does um, a lot of the community work yep. and, and, and stuff there. Um, the story's much more turning into like a community center, you know, where the community then meets on Sunday mornings um, than it, it's ever been before. So it's really good to kind of see that growing. Up. All right. I'm looking forward to the next conversation. Yeah, too. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thank you. And that's our episode of Spotlight for today. Join us again for another conversation with J.D. Booth, founder and editor of LamptonShield.com. 
You can click subscribe wherever you found this podcast or check us out at lambtonshield.com where you'll find the latest episodes of Spotlight. For J.D. Booth, I'm Robert Leslie. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we hope you shine bright in everything you do. 